everyone this is arnold with warm welcome welcome back to another episode of weekly welcome today we have actually two guests on the podcast they are an amazing korean american husband and wife duo so partners in life partners of business and they run a restaurant here in los angeles called sai kai ramen bar if you know me i personally don't like ramen and this is something i've believed for a very very long time until i came across their spot and uh, i think a lot of that has to do with the fact that a lot of new ramen spots they like to use a lot of concentrates and it's not made from scratch and so what happens is it, it's oily there's a lot of fat and um when i first tried chef jimin's ramen i was like wow this is actually really really good first of all but second i just didn't have that kind of bloated feeling afterwards which i typically do and after learning more about them as a couple um as a and about their philosophy when it comes to cooking um they, they definitely put a lot of labor of love in the work that they do and in the food that they put out so they're very proud of what they put out at Saikai and they really have every right to do so. And I'm really excited to be sharing this story with all of you today. So this should be a good one. Um, this is a couple that has been through a lot too. There's, there's some history with their first ramen concept as well that they opened, um, some landlord issues there. And now they have their own spot here in Koreatown. So anyways, without further ado, this is Jimin and Sandy from Saikai Ramen Bar. I came here when I was 14. It was Korea, right? 1994 from South Korea. My dad was actually, he was trying to send me to France to cooking school. Oh, and when my, you were 14? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, they didn't see much. My parents didn't see much future with studying in Korea with me. So they, so they gave up early. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then my mom was trying to send me to one of the art school in Korea. Oh, wow. But uh, one of my closest friends, he, uh, he did an overboard to uh, New Zealand. Yeah. So I was trying to go to New Zealand with him. Yeah. And then my mom said, no, 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 no. Even my dad said, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. Okay. But my sister was here in America first already. So, okay, then I want to go U.S. Oh. That's, uh, that's how I came to U.S. So what? So... Your dad made you first try to go to France to go to cooking school. Was yeah. it something you were interested in though as a kid? Like no, cooking? no. Oh, okay. <laughs> not even, not even close. Right, right, right. Yeah, I was just having fun with my friends. That's yeah. all I. That did. was your, that was your yeah. thing. Okay, okay. So you came here. That's a pretty late age to be coming too. Yeah. Was it like easy, hard to adjust at the time? Ninety-four, right? No, for me it was easy to adjust. Yeah. Yeah, I mean like, I. I observe things like very easily. Oh, <laughs> as a person? Yeah, yeah. They say, oh, this is how it is. Okay, then that's how it is. <laughs> Super easy going. Yeah. Huh? And then I read that your first job, and this it's crazy. I had two in yesterday, and his first job was a dishwasher. My first job was a dishwasher, actually. Oh, how funny. Yeah. And I, I read that was your first job, right? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> at a sushi restaurant. Yeah? Yeah, it was... Uh, or was that in oh, LA? He's, he's trying to think. It's, he's trying to think the timeline. But yeah, uh, it's just been a while. He's <laughs> just thinking yeah. right now. I see the buffering sign above. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, hold on, hold on. Give us like ten seconds. We're into get the 
timeline right. But uh, yeah, he started as a dish. This is when he first got into the restaurant industry. Mm. Um, and he started as a dishwasher. Mm-hmm. And then he got moved up to like prep. Yeah, prep to sushi chef. To sushi chef. And then they made me a server, half and half sushi chef, half oh, serving. Yeah, so he's done all all aspects so, of front of him. Yeah, between like dishwasher to general manager, I did everything between. Wow, <laughs> wow. But I uh, before we even kicked this interview off, I uh, you you told us that you had like a, you were doing other stuff in other industries. So when was that in this timeline? That was uh, like breeding dogs, and that was before two thousands. Okay. Yeah. So you worked in the industry, and you kind of left for a second. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I yeah I was working in a sushi like mostly uh, restaurant industry, and then somehow I got kind of tired of the restaurant industry. Sure, sure. <laughs> so <laughs> I went. I made my hobby to uh, a job, mm. <laughs> which is like a. Yeah, like a tropical fish. I used to like cleaning. Uh, I used to take care of like corals, saltwater tank. I used to go like lawyer's <laughs> office, restaurant, cleaning fish tanks, <laughs> setting up fish tank. You know, yeah. like a, some Korean uh, sashimi place. Yeah. You know, they keep like it's a pretty, live fish. Yeah. Yeah. You maintain that. Yeah, I used to set up those kind of stuff. Oh, wow. Okay. Maintain, well, well yeah. What, what else did you do in your life <laughs> while, while we're on it? Uh, I used to breed pipples. <laughs> Breed piranhas, <laughs> discus, uh, snakes. Oh yeah, I used to breed snakes. We had a forty, no, about fifty snakes in our one-bedroom apartment at one point, and yeah. then he used to breed rats to feed them, which was the most disgusting thing I had to live with at one point in my life. But yeah, it was, yeah, I lost rats a couple times in I my know, house, and, and there were just rats <laughs> running into our apartments because he lost them. I'm just, yeah, it was just one of those things. Yeah, you know, His when hobbies. I was when I was doing research on you guys, I didn't expect this. I know. No wonder there's nothing on on him. Yeah, no. Oh, no, a very no. interesting guy. <laughs> I used I to go, write a book about this yeah. guy. Yeah. Wow. I used to go ride motorcycle with rough to, riders. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I used okay. To ride bikes. Wow. We did everything. Okay. <laughs> I feel like. All right, Sandy, your turn. <laughs> no, I know. Right. Following that. Um, okay. How do I do that? Okay. So, born and raised in K Town. You know. Um, that's pretty much it. I was in the <laughs> restaurant industry since I was 16 and never got out of it. So wow. that's just how so it is. So you've just been straight in this. Straight in, in front wow. of house always. And then yeah. I just got sucked into the back of house because, you know, COVID and yeah. no no other resources. So, yeah. but I mean, yeah. You worked out a, a lot of like great restaurants in LA, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I always start, I started off with like mom and pops and then I ended up being with like, you know, very, um, like, I used to work at Bouchon. I've been Beverly Hills. I used to work at AOC, um, uh, Cooks County. So, a lot of, like, you know, farm-to-table inspired, like, restaurants and that kind of stuff. Got it. And, obviously, you're a husband and wife team, which means you're married. <laughs> and I'm so curious to how you guys met because he has such an inter- – I'm like, okay, so did you meet him while you were, like, buying a snake from him? I, I, <laughs> I want to know. Um, we're selling sushis together. <laughs> worked at a, a Japanese restaurant and obviously he was my manager so it was one of those oh, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah. were you a, were you a server at the time I was a server yes and you were was this the GM job that you were telling us about yes <laughs> nice 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 I control schedules <laughs> All of, all of a sudden, Sandy starts having the best schedule like I know right Saturday Friday, Sunday's yeah, off. Exactly. Wow. Okay. So then how did that blossom into a relationship? And like, what, what happened after that? You guys met at this restaurant, started dating, presumably. Like, what happened after this? I mean, like, uh, uh, 
both of us, we were in the restaurant industry for a very long. Like I've been in a restaurant industry so around like twenty years so yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we were we wanted to open our own restaurants. Mm. We had the same goals. Had same goals. So yeah. that's something you aligned on together. Yeah. Wow. So we're um, and then somehow <clears throat> early two thousand, I got sucked into uh, the ramen culture. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more like 2015, 2016. You, that's when you we both got obsessed with ramen. Like, yeah. uh, especially him. Um, we were eating ramen pretty much almost every day. Sometimes we went hit up like a couple of other ramen shops in one day just wow. to you know do our research and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, and he actually studied ramen for about two years before we opened our first shop. So that's that's how it came along. We're like, let's open a ramen shop. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how it all okay. started. Okay. So people, for people that don't know, what what was it about ramen culture that that pulled you guys in in the beginning? I mean, uh, Korean has a very strong soup cultures too. That's true. Yeah. Like uh, um, uh, most of Asian food, it's about uh, waiting game. Mm. Like fermentation, or like you boil it for days and days to get the, all the like a nutrition, all the uh, flavors out of the bone and yeah. the marrows. Yeah. <clears throat> so I kind of like felt like when I tried the ramen, like oh, I think I could make this. <laughs> <laughs> and funny enough, we're like shit. This is hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is really I was like, why is really not hard. working as I thought? <laughs> Soup noodle. Yeah. I know how how hard can it be? And once we got into yeah. it, we're like, wow, this is consistency is like. Definitely the number one factor that makes it really difficult I see. to making the soup. Yep. And even till this day, after making soup for five years or broth for five years, we're still struggling to keep it at a certain level. You know what I mean? There's yeah. there's good days and there's better days. Um, but most of the time, it's like it, we don't know why there's such wow. a change. Back, but, you know, we always do what we can to improve. <laughs> was that So was that something that reeled you guys even deeper into it? Cause like, Oh, yeah. We got a little nerdy about it for sure. You know, we're like, how can we make this better? How can we? We always struggle or at least try to find a way to make ourselves, you know, better, mm. obviously. Um, and it's just soup, the soup game is just intense, especially for someone that, that starts from the beginning to end, you know, yeah. which is kind of rare. I feel like in LA with the whole ramen game, like yeah. nowadays, um, it's just it's just, it's our number one uh, struggle still <laughs> right. being in this. Yeah, right. So right now you guys have Saikai Ramen mm -hmm. Bar in K Town, um, but before that you guys actually ran another ramen. That was your first ramen place that you guys ran together, right? The ramen yeah. joint. Yes. Um, can we talk a little bit about that and how that came to be? And its location is very interesting. I so know. I'm curious as to how that happened. It's funny. How did we come across that location? No, one of our family members, she was a real estate agent. Oh, and then okay. she lives in that area, Westchester. She wanted good ramen. And then she knows that area. Yeah. So uh, Basically, no ramen shops at all in that area. She's like, if you opened it, you're going to kill it. And from day one, there was busy. a line. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it was one of those things where like, People are waiting two hours in the rain. You wow. know, to see. And we were like a 18-seater uh, restaurant. Wow. Tiny, uh, 600 square foot around uh, there. 800 square foot. 800 square foot, sorry. And then m m most of the seating was like, I think it was a sushi bar set up in the beginning, but we just kind of took over. Mm -hmm. Luckily, it worked out. Um, but uh, yeah, since day one, we were just insanely busy. Killing and it. Killing it. And on top of that, like, we didn't even fit. This is what we do. And we make a new menu, even to this day, like, 
we're always tweaking as we go. So from day one, it was, I think it was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, people kept coming back and it was such a strong community. Mm. And that's when we realized like, um, those kind of communities that need new restaurants, so, you know, none of the big corporate stuff, when you go, go into those uh, communities, like you get that local support, you know, mm. especially when they know it's like, it's a small business. Like, like they really had our back and then it kind of spread to like you know so westchester is very close by lax um but then there's also playa vista yeah. mar vista uh, el segundo and we had all of their support so wow. it, it worked out great yeah this was what year would you guys open 2016 right yeah that's that's like when it was booming too. yeah ramen, ramen and booming. so we kind of got into the game at the right right time, time. yeah 100 percent. i'll say 14 15 16 yeah like exactly prime, right? exactly that's when i think jonathan gold blew up daikukuya yeah. and yeah. then ever since then it was like ramen game changed yeah and yeah. then david chang on the east coast exactly exactly wow okay <laughs> that's crazy because i feel like even now there's like a lack of asian and, and asian restaurants in general really on the on the west side yeah so. i think so and i think there needs to be more diversity out there for sure and i feel like most of the asian food there is not like you know it's not how it's like out here in like you know uh gardena or like in like um what do you call it um yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah find those mom and pops uh shops anymore yeah, yeah. for sure okay so th there's another thing that i found about Jimmy that i was i thought was really interesting this was i didn't I, this wasn't your first restaurant that you opened right it was there was another one called pollo dorado yes it was mexican peruvian yes how did that? How did that happen? I know. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. When I when I like something, <laughs> like I have to do it. <laughs> yeah, at the time, like I uh, I love the uh, the firewood rotisserie chicken. Oh, I see. Yeah, you're just into that flavor yeah, profile. Yeah, so I got into the business. Okay. With his father. Yeah, yeah, with my dad. So oh no way! It was one of the first businesses because his father had a live the big corporate life in Korea. Sure, sure. Um, so with, you know, uh, they wanted to, the family wanted to invest in a business when they moved to the United States. So that was one of the business they got, got into. It. Got it. Okay. How did that go? Did you like? Um, didn't do well. <laughs> didn't do well. It was to the point where like, that was the phase where he's just like, I don't want to do restaurant yeah. anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah after that. <laughs> Were you, After were you that, I started time? cleaning Sorry? fish tanks. Were you guys dating at that time? No, no, Before but like, you know, I now, I've known him for over 10 years now. I so got you know to know his story. family. Yeah, yeah. So I know the timeline. I know the stress that he dealt with. He so, talks about to this day. Yeah. Pollo Dorado cleaning fish tanks. Yeah, in between. Okay, yeah. okay, got it, got it, got it. So now that you have this restaurant together, the ramen joint, that's crazy, first of all, that you guys opened a, a ramen I know, place. I know, I know. So talk to me about just conceptualization building the space and, and all that too gosh literally when we opened our doors we literally had like five hundred dollars to our bank so wow. that's what was the point where like that's why jim yeah. is like we need to open so we can make some kind of money because we're gonna go Just broke anything. in a couple of weeks yeah. yeah so we weren't even ready for he didn't sleep for three days straight three you sleep, days you guys straight. bootstrapped it Sorry? You bootstrapped it like with your own money? Yeah, this? of course. Wow. He yeah. opened uh, about a good 15 credit cards. Wow. I had to ask all my family members for a loan, you know. Wow. We had a start, you know, obviously opening a restaurant, we just set a, you know, an expense. We're like, hey, we're going to spend this amount. But mm. of course, there's always complications throughout construction. Mm. So it actually doubled, you know, from what we thought, wow. you know, was going to be expected to open a restaurant. And, um, you know, we're grateful for our friends and family that really, really helped us at the last minute and like I said right when we opened our doors we literally had $500 in our bank 
And we're just like, we hope he does well. And yeah, I told Cindy, out. if yeah. we make a dollar today, <laughs> I, we need that dollar. <laughs> we need a dollar right now. So yeah, that's how we, we all started. Yeah, we were dead broke by the time we opened the ramen joint because construction was promised, obviously, for four months and ended up being a, a year and a half project. <laughs> we were paying rent, you know, during that time. It was, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> But wow. we made it through. <laughs> so it's like, it sounds like a traumatic experience. Oh, yeah. But then here you again, doing it again. Yeah, so, I know. Here we go again. <laughs> even more. So stress. now tell me about Saikai. I love the meaning behind it, actually. Mm. The more I didn't really know before, but when I was looking it up. So tell me about the name, how you guys decided that. Why K-Town? All those things. I think that, um, so, you know, uh, the, our location at Saikai, we're supposed to be a second location for Almond Joints. Oh, okay. um, but then we had indifferences with the current yes. owner yes. Um, that bought it from us so la very last minute we mm. had to even like we had our logo design everything ready to go and be and then we had that uh issue uh and then literally last minute we're like we need to change our name we can't we're not wow. allowed to use that name that's what how they got that to was us. a story yeah mm. so we're like hey what can we do and obviously we're very upset angry of we're course, like let's course. do something like you know like you know Fuck ramen joint or something, you know what I mean? But, you know, we're like, hey, let's step it back. Let's have a meaning to our name, right? Um, and then we're just going back and forth. And then we we decided on a Japanese uh, name that meant, like, reborn, you know? Mm. Um, but then his, uh, Jimin's grandmother lived in Japan for, like, God, life. for her whole entire life. So she knows how to speak Japanese really well. We actually went to her and asked, like, what should we do? Uh, what do you think about this name? And she was like, don't use that name. If anything, if you want... Let's do a more of a positive thing. Oh, I and see. Then, I see. And then she was like, "Why don't you do Saikai? Oh. Yeah. And then that's how we got the name. We're like, "Okay, we love it." And then that's the, the idea, yeah. which means, you know, uh, to meet again. So this is an ode to see you again. Yes, yeah, see you again. This is an ode to our regulars at the ramen joint oh, so positive. because we, I know, right? We, when we were just like, "Ooh, we're gonna like," <laughs> yeah, exactly. Our whole point was to be like angry and right. be revengeful, but then you know, what? you're like, let's not. Yeah, you think really about digested that. it. Yeah, we digested it, yeah. and we're just like, you know what, let's. Turned this to a positive thing, and mm. that's how Psyche came along. I was born and raised in K-Town. Jimin knows K-Town like the back of his hand. Like, you know, yeah. he knows the map of it. So this location is definitely something that we're familiar with, that we love, and we just wanted to bring something different to yeah. this city. And I feel like for you especially, it must have been like very meaningful to open up in K-Town, right? Oh, yeah, for sure, 100%, because this is my home, you know? Yeah. So it's just, uh, and then I get to share what... We really love and um, yeah, and here we are. So, <laughs> and awesome. it just sucked that we just had to open during the pandemic. <laughs> like the pandemic literally hit like four months after. So it's yeah, just, it was August 2019. Yeah, so we opened in 2019, um, and then we got invited to Ramen Lab, which was one of those that was things. Awesome. That was awesome. I know, which was one of those things. Like, should we do it because it's an invitation only? And we literally opened just like three months. Yeah. You know, so we're just like, let's just do it. Let's just go to New York wow. for a month and experience it, and then we came back in January couple more months of service and then COVID. Wow. <laughs> do you guys still use sun noodles? Yes, of okay. course. Yeah. Okay. I mean, how was that experience pop up in, in New York too? It was great. It was kind of like a, you know, testing the waters of yeah. like how New Yorkers can, what they thought about our ramen. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like New York, I feel like it's a little bit more ahead when it comes to the, that's how I feel when, when it comes to the food game, the restaurant game. And, you know, in the city, there's just, like, a ramen shop in every freaking block there. <laughs> like, it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, and the fact that, like, 
we were there, get to meet the New Yorkers. We actually had two separate people come up to us like, can I open a restaurant for you? I'll invest in you guys. Wow. Right? Yeah, so wow. it really gave us, built us the courage. Confidence. Like, yeah, confidence. Like, maybe we can make it out to the city. And not only that, we fell in, lo- in love with New York. Yeah. yeah. And this um, was like November 2019? November. Yeah. We were there from Thanksgiving to Christmas. Yep, yep. Yeah. So we loved it um, to the point where we're just like, we're willing to be bi-coastal. Like, we're thinking like, Either Jim and I stay in LA and then, you know, hire some help for Yeah, hire some help and just keep flying in and out or something like that. Cause we love, we really fell in love with New York in yeah. general. Yeah. Um, so it's an excuse for us to be away from LA, I guess, in a sense. Um, and then, yeah. Um, and then the next thing you know, COVID hit. <laughs> Wait, it, yeah, this is yeah. so crazy because I feel like you guys are on this high, right? Yeah, of course. Oh my gosh, New York, we yeah. might have two locations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fuck ramen joint. Yeah. I got two side guys. <laughs> yeah. And then you come back and then COVID happened in March 2020. Yeah. Almost like two, two years now, right? It's, but, yeah. 20, yeah, 2021, so actually. So most, yeah. most of your experience of running this business is during COVID. Uh, which is kind of crazy. This yeah. is like a COVID restaurant. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Um, how has that been? <laughs> oh my god! I don't know We're what. tired. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. We're right? exhausted. Yeah. All the pivots. Sorry. All the pivots you probably yeah, hundred percent. Like all like the little pit stops of like oh uh, takeout only, uh, outdoor dining only. Uh, it was to the point we had eighteen employees, which we all had to furlough. You know, wow. uh, during the takeout time, and it sucks because like when it was during the summer, it was like dead heat. It was like hundred degrees in twenty twenty one. So no one wanted to order ramen. Course, yeah. yeah. So it was just one of those things where just we'll make it work. We yeah. we created. I mean, that's things. how we create a bento box. Bento, that's sandos. how that came about. That's I how guess. that came about because no one's ordering ramen mm-hmm. when it's like hundred degrees. So mm-hmm. and luckily that really saved us. Like, mm-hmm. and not only that, we were the only ones running and operating the restaurant for like a right. good year of the time. And then when we start getting busier, then we actually had some employees waiting for us to go, yeah. like you know uh, call them back and hire them back on. So. It worked out, um, and all the struggles of during the COVID of finding employees and uh, people calling out right. and things like that. So you know, it's 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 it's, it's I guess the norm, but the mm. COVID just made it a little worse. <laughs> That's yeah. all. And what what do you think you learned from like your first ramen place that you guys opened together mm-hmm. and into? And is there anything you apply to Saikai? Good question. Um, I felt like the ramen joints was uh, a different concept. It was more like fast casual. Yeah, 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 yeah. Saikai is a way for us to actually be a little bit more creative, um, just be a little bit more elevated. Mm. So, you know, it was for us to kind of challenge ourselves. Like, we wanted to be better than what we were before. I see. Yeah, so what do we bring in? I mean, I feel like. I mean, we make all the sauce, all the appetizer in house. Yeah, yeah. You guys are crazy. I know, we're crazy. I don't know (laughs) any. So basically, most of the things that we make everything in house. Yeah, we make make everything. Yeah. (laughs) What are you talking about? Except for the noodles and the bread. Except the noodles. The bread from our friends. Yeah. Before we get into all of that, which I feel like I want to highlight, (laughs) the fact that we're all Koreans here, you know. We're all Koreans. You yep. guys run a Japanese restaurant. But what I've really seen in the menu is you're swapping out here and there, like Korean ingredients with, for Japanese ones, right? Yeah, so yeah. So tell yeah. me about how important that is for you as, like, obviously a Korean American. Well, I feel like he always, like I say, he always loved ramen. Um, soup culture in for us Koreans is super strong. Yeah. Um, one thing that really bothered him was the fact that, like, especially when we got into ramen researching, the amount of 
fat that goes into uh, it's food. crazy, right? It, it's ridiculous. It's almost like a fifty percent ratio, and like people don't realize like you're eating stuff like that just to make the soup creamy, right? That's the the more creamier it is, the more fat goes in there. Um, so and every time we ate ramen, we just you know you feel like there's like a rock sitting in your stomach. Is either because of that fat and or you know tons of MSG, right? Mm. So we're like, how can we make this better? Like, how can we not feel like that and actually feel like you know we ate a uh, a meal without like a hearty Korean meal? Right? Yeah, exactly. Without feeling like shit after Basically. pretty much, yeah. And I feel like most of the time, people that eat ramen nowadays, like they feel they can't finish the soup and noodles. Like, it's either they finish the noodles, don't touch the soup. So we're what our concept was like. Let's have the customers enjoy the soup and the noodles. How can we do this? Obviously, take out the fat. Um, so things like that, and I think Korean um, cuisine as well. We don't like using fat in our soup at all. We actually skim everything mm. out. So let's figure this out. And it literally took us like even after the ramen joint, we did. We obviously use fat, but not as much as a traditional recipe requires. Yeah. Um, it just means more boiling time. Um, more bones. More bones. It's um, more work, huh? Yeah, yeah and more, if anything, more work, you know? So, and then when Saika came about, let's, let's not use any fat wow. in any of our soups. So, we that's just, like a big thing for you. It was a big thing for us, yeah, for sure. Um, I have a confession to make, <laughs> which is I don't like ramen. Yes, I've heard. <laughs> but all of these reasons you're saying is why I don't like it is mm-hmm. because the ramen I have, a majority of them have a ton of fat. Mm-hmm. I feel gross after. Mm-hmm. So, that's why for me, I was like, oh, and then I went to, I remember going to your restaurant. Like, yeah, okay, fine, I'll order, I'll order ramen. I mean, it's like ramen bar. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. Because I felt, I felt good. Like, yeah. I didn't feel disgusting mm-hmm. and gross. And I, and then you told me about all these things that you guys do. Mm-hmm. So tell me about that. Like, <laughs> your handmade broth. Um, and I would love to just tell everyone the truth about most of these places in LA because they're not making anything from scratch, right? Yeah, uh, we talk about this with everyone. Um, even to this day, sales reps will come up to us. Um, anyone that has no restaurant, even ramen um, backgrounds, they can open a restaurant like that. Yeah. Uh, soft boiled eggs are already prepackaged. Uh, pork tonkotsu is already prepackaged. All you gotta do is add um, water. Um, crazy. Same thing, chicken broth, even beef broth. There's, they're out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, even chashu comes. Even chashu comes sliced Pre-cooked. and cooked for really you. Really cooking so everything? You don't, you don't, everything. Have, to, you don't wow. have to do anything, right? So. And it sucks because, like, I feel like majority of the people, they like that flavor. You know mm. what I mean? And they're used to it now. And they're used it's like to everywhere. it. It's the norm. It, actually, they compare that kind of recipe to our re- to our restaurant. And I'm just like, I feel offended. You know what I mean? <laughs> we both feel offended. Like, why would you compare us to that restaurant when we know, like, <laughs> they buy everything? So, um, we're just hoping, especially for those that actually appreciate food and like the labor that goes into it, they can see that we actually put out love. Jimin always says that he puts his pride out into mm. each bowl. So um, yeah, if I if I just wanted it, the ramen like a restaurant as a just a business, I'll just buy everything. Of course, of course. that makes the most sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I just want to make money, you don't even need yeah. staff. Yeah. You don't mm-hmm. even need to like yeah. come yeah. in in the morning or exactly. stay late. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But, but that's not what it's yeah. about, right? Yeah, he can't. We can't. We can't take shortcuts. That's the thing. We rather just like suffer through it and figure <laughs> it out, or just don't even do it at all. That's wow. that's how we think. And that's something you guys just agree on. This is like your philosophy. We both. We yeah. luckily we have the same mindset about that's that, good. so it, that's why it works. <laughs> wow. Even every day, like I make same food. You know, like don't go to ramen, like or chicken ramen. I make same food, mm-hmm. but every day, like. 
what can I do? Make it better. To make it a little better. Wow. Yeah. That's Just always for your me to feel better. Yeah, wow. Always, yeah. I don't care if customer notice or not. Mm-hmm. But as long as I, I did I did a little change and then it worked better, and that just makes me feel better yeah. too. Wow. And one thing that we like to mention is that like Jimin was obsessed with tonkotsu. Like in the beginning, now we can't even like eat it. <laughs> so like every time we love something or obsessed with something, we're literally just kind of just giving it up because we're seeing it every day. We're making it, and we don't want to eat it anymore. <laughs> what what do, what do you guys eat now? What is there anything on the menu that you guys like? Now I eat tonkatsu now. <laughs> I like yeah, pretty much. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. now once we're going to put something up on the menu, and then he's probably going to stop eating tonkatsu now. <laughs> like, that's what we do every time. <laughs> we love something, and we pretty much just give it up because we see it every day. We cook it every day. We don't want to eat it anymore. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Um, obviously, you guys are a Saikai ramen bar, but I have to say, everything else is so excellent. Like, Aww, the appetizers. Thanks. Like, I just feel like it doesn't get as much love, mainly because mm. people really go there for the ramen. But mm. as we just discussed, you guys are making all that. From scratch, too. Right. So tell me a little bit about that. And also, maybe you guys just relaunched the menu, too. That mm. You revamped it. So mm. could you highlight a few menu items and how… Because yeah. I think it's great. It doesn't just do Japanese and Korean. It just kind of highlights LA. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, if anything, I think people don't realize even the appetizers. Um, people can buy it. <laughs> you know, restaurants can buy it. And they just sell it. Like, they market it as like… We make, you know, we make it in-house, even though they just fry or heat it up. Right. Um, Fried in-house. Exactly. So uh, we want to obviously not to go that route and just be a little bit more different, a little bit more unique. Uh, we don't want to be like everyone else. That was the whole point of, you know, making everything in-house. And um, I was born, like I said, born and raised in L.A., mm-hmm. multicultural. You know, mm-hmm. L.A. is, you know, in, especially in sidecar location. Town is like half a mile away. We're in Hollywood. Uh, this, this, we get all the inspirations from our community, in a sense. Um, and with Jimin, he has extensive, uh, diverse background in all of his uh, restaurant industry life. You know, he worked at Brazilian to like Mexican to Korean to Japanese. So we've we were experienced with all these flavors, uh, techniques, and we just figured let's Saikai make it our own and. That's how it all kind of came about. <laughs> nice. Well, what are some new dishes on the menu? Oh, yeah. So we're starting to do more. We want to go more in the yakitori, more izakaya vibes. I feel like Keitan doesn't really have a good one. If you are to create, even for us, we, when we crave izakaya, we have to go, you know, to like Hawthorne or like, you know. That's to true. Torrance, Torrance, for sure. Yeah. West LA. Those are the only two options. There's nothing central. So That's we figured like. Let's do something, you know. Let's let's be a more, you know, distance-wise for people, and not only that, give them a little different vibe to it as well. Make it our our psychi- We say let's psychi it up, you know. Like let's, let's make it our own. So that's how it came about. So right now we're we're just testing the waters. We're on phase one. We have about a good ten to twelve new items. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, I know. And then uh, we're still obviously figuring out. We just launched this menu about literally like a week ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so we're still figuring out the kinks and um, basically the flow of the restaurant because we are just this is all new to us having like a grill and like a steamer. new station now new a whole different station a couple of stations yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, we're still bringing that out but it's so far so good everyone's wow. been loving it uh, I think the Jimmy made this delicious uh, koji marinated uh, prime um, skirt steak nice. with like Japanese chimichurri and this chimichurri we make it with like minari uh, we make it with changiram uh, and like there's the jalapenos in there people have been enjoying that so far so yeah 
<laughs> I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like yakitori. When I think about it, you're absolutely. I can't tell you like one yakitori I know in K Town. Right. Yeah. yeah. And if anything, they don't really survive. There was a couple of, but they just never survived for yeah. some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. But. And I think you guys finally got the license to the beer and sake license. Yes. So that makes a lot oh of sense. Oh my god! Yeah, it took yeah. us two years. That's thanks crazy. To COVID. It took us two years. <laughs> How long did you like? Like a year, maybe tops. Or yeah, longer? usually in LA County is a year, a year but right. it took two years. Unfortunately, bad uh, expediter and um, COVID. So a combination yeah. of both took us prolonged it. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then I was driving by and I realized you finally have your sign too, like storefront sign, like the actual sign that goes on top. Wasn't oh. like a banner for a while. Oh no. <laughs> or was there? <laughs> Pretty much the banner was there to attract people. Like, hey, there's a restaurant in this corner. Oh, so there was a sign where you put the, there banner, was the, sign on with the banner on top of it. Yeah, oh. yeah. So we finally took it down. We're like, okay, people are noticing us. We don't need the banner anymore. I swear to God, I drove by. I was like, wow, they, they got a fresh new sign. I'm like, I'm so happy for <laughs> well, that. Well, a brand new one will be coming soon. So we're like I said, our hope was to become more of an izakaya than yeah. a ramen bar. So uh, Saikai version two will be uh, yeah. We're gonna change the whole theme and the aspect of Saikai. Whoa. Yeah. So we're excited for that. So, wow. Um, new, new good changes coming very, very it's soon. Be later nights at Saikai for oh, you Oh, yeah, both. 100%. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but it's okay. Luckily, as long as people enjoy our food and people come in to even try check us out, like, that's what drives us to keep working harder. So. Yeah. Awesome. So is it? So are you going to keep the name, though? Is it still Saikai Ramen Bar? It's going to be more, I think we're just going to call it Saikai. Yeah, yeah. So, and then we'll see how this goes. <laughs> wow, that's a, this is a big deal. Yeah, 100%. Wow. Like I said, we're still on phase one. Um, we, we're going to run specials maybe for a good six months and then kind of keep what's working. And they'll obviously leave out the ones that are not working. And then gradually transition ramen out of our menu but then maybe keep one or two yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. upkeeping all of these soups is is really hard on yeah. top of all the prep that we have to do for yakitori and the small plates it's it's, uh, it's yeah. pretty insane we've been working a lot of late nights these days because uh prep work has definitely doubled and tripled at okay. this point yeah so the yakitori concept's probably going to launch around like fall winter realistically yeah realistically yes yeah so until then people have some time to try your ramen that you're making oh yeah for sure by hand with yes. labor of love right yes <laughs> so tell people like um i want you to share a little bit about the ramen that you guys have yeah yeah um so we have tonkotsu which is by far will always be the most popular ramen in LA. I think that's what some people think is the most traditional, um, which funny enough. Uh, so that one takes 24 hours for us to make. We make a really good chicken python, which is like a creamier chicken base. That one takes us about 16 hours. And then we also make a gyukotsu, which at one point we're the only ramen shop in LA that made this, uh, which is a beef bone marrow broth base that takes us 36 hours. Wow. And that's another, that's even more laborious than tonkotsu. We're uh, <laughs> like a songtajib over here. Pretty much, yeah. Even <laughs> Jim is like, should we make a songtajib? <laughs> I'm like, no, this is freaking hard. I don't want to make this all day, every day. <laughs> um, so, and then we do a vegan broth as well because it's LA, you know, of course, half of, course. of the population is vegan or vegetarian. So we have to uh, think of that of them as well. But uh, but yeah, I mean, each soup, like I said, till this day, we're still trying to make it better, uh, trying to find a better way. Um, consistency is always going to be a number one issue. So that's where we're like, let's deviate from the broth game and just work on small plates and grilling and steaming now because it's hard work. <laughs> is that something you both agree on? Like 100%. Okay. Yeah, we're like, let's yeah. get rid of this. Oh, yeah, and Jimin does a killer mazamen. Um, which is very Korean inspired as well. That's going great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm really happy about that. This is the 
decision because I feel yeah. like every time I go and see you guys, <laughs> we're like, hi, I'm yeah, you guys, <laughs> I'm tired. I love you guys. But you guys yeah. look a little tired. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, yo. <laughs> and then you finally told me you have Tuesday. I was like, okay, that's a step. Yeah, that's I know. And I have to convince this guy. Like, even though he complains about yeah. it, like every day I'm so tired. And like, I, I literally had to convince him for like six months, like, can we please have one day off so yeah. we don't have to kill each other every day? Not yet. <laughs> and he's like, not yet. Even though he complains at work that how tired he is. And you come up with a solution. He's like, no. Yeah, I don't know. It has to be his idea, right? <laughs> so it was like one day, it was like a hard service. I don't know, something crazy happened. Like public dishwasher didn't show up, a server didn't show right. up. Right, you know? And he was like, fuck this, one day off. I'm <laughs> like, I can't do this anymore. Nice. So that's how it happened. Nice. As, and that's been good for you guys. Uh, it's been great. That one day off just does the biggest difference in our lives, yeah. and like just to not even think about the restaurant, just give give us a mental, you know, break in the sense, you know, and yeah. the stress of it all, and like just operating during COVID too is just it was. It's an extra, yeah. It's an extra mm -hmm. factor, and not only that, like at one point we're just like let's not do restaurant anymore like we're just no, like seriously, we, we yeah. really wanted to walk away from it you know let's it was, go clean fish tanks together yeah know? exactly let's do something else let's go good let's, idea let's, <laughs> let's breed dogs again you know, or something you know fuck it i love dogs more than people <laughs> oh ramen bar for dogs yeah. <laughs> like I, would, I told it i had a concept let's do like a, a restaurant with like you know anyways yeah. uh, going on um yeah, it was exhausting. But luckily, like this time around, we actually got some help. Um, we hired full-time chefs. Really inspired us. We actually got a little mental, you know, um, how would you say? We were definitely exhausted mentally, physically, when we were just you and I working together. Now that we actually have some help and experienced, you know, seasoned chefs that's helping us out, um, kind of brought back our creativity flow. Right, right, you know right. what I mean? And now we're just like, okay, let's do this. You know, nice. like we, 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 we came back alive, even though... We were struggling for a good two years yeah. mentally and physically. <laughs> I am so happy. and uh, No, but thank you so much for coming in today, too. All this yeah, thanks for inviting yeah, us. Of course, uh, thanks for inviting really us. Anything for you, Arnold, seriously. Appreciate you guys. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Weekly Welcome. And thank you so much to Jimmy and Sandy for being on the pod. Uh, I go to their restaurant often, actually, so it was really nice to meet them out of their element. They're usually really tired. <laughs> Um, they're such a hardworking couple. I honestly don't know any other couple or, or just people for that matter that work as hard as they do that put in as much effort and time into the food that they put out. So I respect them so much for staying true to who they are and they have a really, really strong philosophy of the food that they want to serve at their restaurant. And so Anyways, I, I really hope that more people go to this restaurant. I think it's severely underrated. Um, I had a chance to actually go back and try out the 10 to 12 new items that they mentioned in the episode. And uh, the, all the yakitori items are great. Appetizers are awesome. And again, don't let the name fool you. I, I think the ramen is obviously spectacular, but everything else around it is amazing too. You can't really go wrong with anything there. So um, please go try it out, support them however you can and spread the word. Are amazing food is amazing the people are amazing so thanks again Jimmy and Sandy for being on the show and um, I'll probably see you soon and we'll see you next time on weekly welcome thanks <laughs>